Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce. It is a rain delay currently, uh, and we are starting this show live. If you are listening with us live, uh, if you are not listening to this as a podcast, well, just so you know, we went live before the game ended. Um, but before we get into it, we are here uh, to recap the Tampa Bay Rays Cubs series. I am Ron Luce, joined by the one and only the juice man himself uh juice man working with some quick technical difficulties here so we'll just get right into it ladies and gentlemen in the game today or not even to well today is not going very well it's eight to two currently in favor of the tampa bay rays over the cubs it is in delay it's in the sixth inning in said delay um so we are just waiting to see if that game gets called or not. But Monday, the Cubs won. That was beautiful. That was nice. And we'll get to that here in a second, four to two. Uh, and then the Rays came back and held off the Cubbies last night with a little bit of a Heisman stiff arm uh, in their comeback, just falling short uh, at six to five. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. I think my first thing, I guess, takeaway, for lack of a better term, that I think of here. Uh, this team doesn't have a qu- any quit, and that's so refreshing. It's so incredibly refreshing that the team doesn't quit. They don't, you know, they don't back down from a challenge. I mean, look at today's game, for example. Yeah, they now are down six runs, but they were down five, and they still kind of responded. Uh, they ended up coming back uh, and making things interesting there. Uh, you know, and, and and at least they didn't get away. And Juice, now that you're back, buddy, just. Uh, Updated, updated some uh, some stats from the series in terms of scoring here. Uh, and I was starting just with my first takeaway. So you're you're in perfect time because I do want to get your thoughts on this from the series. You know, despite the Cubs ultimately going to lose two out of three here, the team feels like they don't quit. Like there is no like we're down, you know, five runs. We're just going to roll over and play dead. Like yeah, Ross might dial it back a little bit in the lineup and like put different guys in and maybe not pitch your top pitchers and whatever, get guys that just need to get work. But like the team still finds a way to like somehow keep it somewhat interesting. And and I want to hear your thoughts on that too. Like that's so far my biggest takeaway, like in this series, this team doesn't quit. They don't just back down. You know, they really try to truly win every game, even if it's not going their way. Yeah. I think if you really truly want to, you know, look at the whole season as a whole, you can compare both this series and the whole season all in one. I think that let's, let's just kind of rewind back to the past couple years. And we went into every year expecting world series or bust. They had a decent rotation. They were able to, you know, sign guys to add to the bullpen and, and then you got into the postseason, and it seemed to be kind of that same death right it was let's get excited we'll get excited they get to the postseason they don't hit and i think if you're a cub fan this year you almost need to look at what's happened throughout this season and just go at least the cubs the cubs may not be the most talented team in the mlb right now let alone their division the nlc or the nl or the nl in general but you know what they're gonna go out there they're gonna fight and they're gonna lose in a different way than we're used to for the last three, four years. And I think that is awesome as a fan to sit back there because to me, the definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what like the Cubs kind of were 
after 2016. It was, hey, we're going to roll this same lineup out and pray to God that when they got to the playoffs, they were going to hit. You know, and they were going to try to outslug some guys. And as their pitching kind of aged, you know, their starters like Lester and, and Lackey, you know, at the end of his career too, it was almost like they needed the offense to carry them. When I look at this team, I almost think like how refreshing it is have a different outcome. You, know, you look at this team and they're not going to strike out a lot. It seems like it. They're going to put the bat on all. They're going to move, you know, the the runners around. They're going to play small ball. Let's let's just dive into what we've seen over the first 12 games. They're hitting 266 as a team and they're third in batting average. And OPS, I believe they're third as well. You don't have the mainstays like a Chris Bryant or an Anthony Rizzo or a Javi Baez in this lineup, guys who show power. They're getting it done. It's all about changing the the course. And I think that Jed in a short time has kind of done that, right? Like he's he's gotten rid of guys who strike out a lot, who don't put the bat on the ball. And he's brought in guys who, you know, are, are able to out to put in tough at back to take their walks and to be selective and if you're a cub fan like grasp onto it because i think it's so refreshing just not lose the way that we've lost over and over and over again you know what i'm saying like it got it got kind of frustrating to watch cubs games because it was almost like two true outcomes kind of like baseball right like it was either home run type of offense or they were maybe on the verge of getting no hit some days you know, so I think that like, if you're a Cub fan, you got to be happy with the start just because it's different. You know, embrace the different kind of you know makeup to this team, and I'm excited. I know that they're, it just kind of came across the front. They finally called the game, so they are officially lost two out of three. Yep, you're official. probably trying to jump into that, but yeah. <laughs> but with that said, man, like they do, they fight, and I think it's interesting to. Kind of see, we talked about last year how the pitching was a, a case study, right? Because they didn't have like a lot of strikeout guys, and they had a lot of guys who were going to pitch to contact. This year is almost like the flip. It's the offensive case study of we're not going to like we're not gonna round our lineup up with guys who hit 30, 40 bombs who have the potential to do that. We're gonna we're gonna round it out with guys who, you know, pretty much single you to death. And the Cubs may win a lot of games by doing that. Yeah, and singling guys to death is is exactly right. It's not a bad thing. Like, it's okay to play station-to-station baseball as long as it's working, as long as you're getting results. And so far, you know, even in losses, this team is getting those results. And we saw it in this series, right? Like, they still scored five runs yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they totally just rolled over and put up a dud or put up one. You know what I mean? And then in their win on Monday, they scored four. Like, this team is this team is routinely scoring four and five runs a game, even when they're losing, like, and everybody knows the pitching is going to come along because a short and spring training and B they're still figuring out a lot of the bullpen. Like you said, you, so like this team is still doing good things. Like there's still a lot to be encouraged by here because I was talking with my dad this the other day. And like, this is honestly how I feel this team is building and I need to put my thoughts to paper and I need people that are listening to this podcast to hold me accountable in doing so. The Cubs are building in the models of the Los Angeles Dodgers now. 
Now we're really going into that territory because here's the thing. They're, they're operating like a money ball team, right? They're finding Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom. And again, guys that you watch the movie Moneyball and you sit there and go, yeah, this feels eerily similar. Like the Cubs are doing that. But when you put money behind the Moneyball theory, you become the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like that's what they built on. They brought in Friedman from Tampa. Tampa and Oakland are the two best Moneyball teams in the MLB. And it's not even close. A lot of teams try to do it, I think. I think Cleveland is a good example of that, hence why Hawkins was brought in, I think, by the Cubs. Like, there's a lot of teams that do that style. They're they're now going to have the resources ideally behind it, right? Because you have Wrigleyville, the way it's operating and churning. You have Marquee. And if these things truly develop like the business plans believe they should, it might just take longer. But And a lot of that is probably COVID-related. But, like, all of a sudden, now you're looking at maybe this does become the model that is, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And they, they might have to steal some guys on, you know, cheaper contracts. Like, I argue right now, Seiya Suzuki is a steal. Like, I mean, three walks yesterday. Are you kidding me? I, he literally wa- worked back from a bad first strike call and an 0-2 count to take a walk on, like, nine pitches. It was the most wild at bat I've seen. Like, I haven't gotten that excited over an at bat that ended in a walk in a very long time. The last time I felt that level of excitement was like the Anthony Rizzo, like 15 pitch at bat. That was the last one that I'm like truly getting that, like, oh my God, what up? What an at bat. You know what I mean? That's exciting. Like, they have a guy that has the potential to truly be a superstar. And we're obviously, we've seen it in a small sample size, but like, maybe, maybe, who knows? So it's just, it's so, there's so much fun to watch right now too. Like I'll, this is their first technical series loss of the season. They split two and they won one. Like for a team that wasn't supposed to be very good, that's not a bad start. Especially if you figure in the chance, and I know I'm getting real off topic here. I'll reel this back in in just a second. But like you and I were just briefly talking that the Cubs have like a Brennan Davis updater on the website. Like, he's coming soon. He's going to make an impact of some level on this team this year. It might not be, you know, trade deadline-esque, but, like, he's still going to be another valuable piece. Like, this Cubs team gives me a lot of, like, 2014 vibes, but they're further along. It's this weird hybrid case between 2014 and, like, 2015 is where this Cubs team is to me. And they're coming, and there's going to be a lot to be excited about. P. Crow Armstrong is hitting the face off the baseball the last couple of days in Myrtle Beach. Uh, he had an inside the park home run, and then he had a triple tonight. And the kid flies. I mean, he flies like he flies like loses his helmet, turning second, <laughs> loses like flies. I'm a big fan of that. I love that too. And like Pico Armstrong is realistically the center fielder of the future. Like at some point, if all goes well, Brendan Davis is probably your everyday left fielder. Like if we're being totally honest here, because Seah's got right locked down for the foreseeable future. And Pico Armstrong is like a natural born center fielder. Probably the first one that the Cubs have had. I'm talking before Dex here. Like it's been a long time. The Cubs have had a lot of these center fielders that are supposed to be game changers. Like I think, I think Pete Crow Armstrong's never going to hit for a ton of power, but son of a bitch, you better believe he's going to smack 15 triples a year. And like, maybe he's probably like the closest thing to like Carl Crawford was. Could you imagine that as a center fielder, like a gold glove center fielder that hits like Crawford? Huh? Oh, sign me up. Juice. Like I know again, I know I'm getting really far off topic here, but it kind of rounds my point out in the sense of like, there is still stuff to get excited about here. It's early. Don't panic. We're what 
this is they're now finally 500 so they're six and six six so and six it's 12 games folks they play 162 i'm gonna do the quick math here juice like 12 games out of 162 they've only played seven percent of the season let's chill the hell out you know how much the nfl season is seven percent like two games <laughs> like for purpose, maybe maybe not even a full two games for perspective here like let's all breathe yes they lost this race team is supposed to be good folks like it's not like they rolled over and died to the cincinnati reds the Tampa bay rays are supposed to potentially be like in the hunt for the al east which i think is the best division in baseball right now let's just breathe this is very interesting joey Ricota. first off hold on before we bring up the news i know everybody saw it already sup boys sorry couldn't make it on it's okay buddy we miss you we love you and we'll uh we'll talk to you very soon here um but cubs just tweeted that they traded jesse chavez and cash to the braves for sean newcomb they got a lefty this is exciting all of a sudden juice we're gonna have to pivot a slight bit on the conversation here sean newcomb strikes me as a guy that like He's probably going to have a meaningful like role on this bullpen early because they don't have another lefty outside of Daniel Norris. And Daniel Norris has not been what they wanted it to be. Hell, if the Braves are willing to just dump him for cash and Chavez, that's that feels like a no-brainer for the Cubs because that's a guy that's got potential to be at least good. He doesn't have to be great, but as long as he's solid, that's all the Cubs need right now. And he's a guy that I think can give you a little bit of uh, – distance too i think newcomb was a starter within the last maybe three or four years so he's probably still a guy that can give you more than one inning if you need him to two juice yeah i think uh we kind of talked on this in the last couple cubs on taps about the lack of depth as left-handers out of the bullpen and i brought up a a decent point about getting before the season had even started about justin Steele and kind of being that out of you know from the left side option we talked about it in the pre-show but now that they've got Keegan Thompson doing what Keegan's doing it's almost like Josh Hader becomes or uh Keegan Thompson becomes the Josh Hader version for the Cubs just the right-handed version because he can go three and for example kind of shows you you know the same kind of uh um performance that he had if he's able to keep doing that that he had from the other night worry about having that long guy in the bullpen anymore so now you bring in a lefty that could potentially go longer than one inning two and you get some more flexibility for a guy that Chavez like I was really rooting for him to kind of catch on because I, I like Chavez's story you know him being a guy who worked on the docks over in uh in LA before he even like up to you know play baseball that's just he's got a great backstory it's kind of guy you root for but no yeah great move for the cubs i think time will tell too right i mean they've got so many different other options that they can go nuclear with if they feel like they want to go with braylon marquez later in the season they can do that but it's just another lefty to throw into that pen and i feel like what we've seen out of the bullpen that Jed and company are not sitting on their hands because minus a few great performances, you know, it's been shaky. You know, there's, there's been some times where it's, you're wondering what you're getting out of. And maybe, maybe Newcomb could be somebody who's, you know, uh, 
mix, you know, and, and another arm doesn't hurt. Absolutely not. So, yeah, good move. And I think with the right-handed dominant bullpen that they do have, they really didn't need Chavez. He, he kind of was a, a guy that was expendable. So why not just get another lefty? Absolutely. I totally agree with you there, Juice. Like, it's a need. You're literally addressing a need in this trade. They needed a left-handed bullpen arm. Like, that was probably the one major thing this team was missing from, again, at least being interesting given what they can bring up throughout the year and maybe what they can do later in the season. Maybe they don't go crazy at the trade deadline, but maybe they, you know, Andrew Chafin level move at the deadline. They've they've done that before, and it's worked out in their favor. So, you know, I'd, I'd be really intrigued to, to see what happens now with this move. Because like you said, Chavez was expendable. Call a spade a spade here. He was expendable because he was able to, you know, they have so many righties, first off. He hasn't really been that consistent so far out of the pen, you know, and he's not something that they need right now necessarily. Newcomb is the complete opposite of that. They need a lefty. They need a guy that's got some stuff. And maybe this is a guy, too, that they identified as, again, like a pitch lab candidate that can come in and, and, and maybe transform something. And Joey, you know, jumping back in the comments again, love his breaking ball and lefty is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got a good breaking ball. Like this is a Cubs team that thrives on teaching guys like better spin rates and all this shit. Again, they act like a money ball team with money and it's a, it's incredible. It's exciting. Like how many times have they done it with pitchers since the Jed and Theo experiment have been here. And even more recently, Right. They said Killian got better because he worked on spin rates and grips and he took it to heart and did what the Cubs said. And he, now they're like, kid, you're like you're 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 going to be stupid good at some point. So like knocking on the door already, if you really yeah, wanted he's to already in triple A, like he's been fast tracked to the big leagues, potentially. You know, we might see him this year. We might see him in 2022. So but again, going back to Newcomb, you know, a guy that if he's got stuff. They can absolutely use in the pen, work with him more, you know, and again, maybe he becomes a critical bullpen arm or maybe he becomes another candidate that depending on what happens, they they can flip at the deadline. You know what I mean? Like you have options here. And I think that's super exciting. But uh, there will be an article out on that uh, here from Montana Sportsnet. You heard from Juice and I on the topic, but Sean Newcomb, now a Cub, Jesse Chavez on his way to Atlanta with some cash. Uh, as a part of the transaction here. Uh, just they pulled the trigger pretty much once the game went final. So I'm sure Jed during the drain delay was calling up or maybe this was already in the works and they're like, hey, it's okay. Our game's going to be ended here real soon. Let's just make the trade happen right now. And that seems like what they did. But Juice, going back to the to the Rays series here, like, again, we're, we're excited about the no quit. We're excited about this team still putting up offense, you know, Steele had a rough outing, but had again, still looked decent at times. I think Stroh had a very similar outing. They probably both finally had their worst outings in the Cubs Jersey. And then Hendricks looks like he kind of rebound, which was encouraging. He kind of got his nasty start out of his system in Pittsburgh. Like again, taking into account, and I got to give uh, our boy baseball booze, Jake Bujanowski credit here. Cause he tweeted this earlier. He said along the lines, not verbatim, but you know, it was a three week spring training. It's normally six. So if you count the first three weeks of the season being this, you know, extended spring training for a lot of these pitchers, take these as spring training starts. I would be encouraged if all of these were spring training starts and they're actually winning games. They're 500 people. It literally, Scott from Iowa, great friend of the program here, literally keeps saying it. he's like, if this team wins 10, 12, God forbid, 14 games in this month. 
people are going to be talking like, holy crap, this team can do something. Like, this team could be interesting, at least, especially with the expanded playoffs and, you know, especially with ammunition that's probably coming down the line in the form of some of these prospects that'll be ready. So it, it's super exciting, Juice. I'm I'm not taking this this series loss too hard. It's early. It was to a good team in the Rays. Like, let's breathe and let's keep moving forward and, and take out the encouraging things that have happened so far throughout the series. Yeah, I think the encouraging thing, if you're a Cub fan, was two out of three was definitely in the cards. They could have easily won yesterday. So many Absolutely. chances, so many things that you know could have broke their way. Um, but hey, sometimes. Sometimes I like to look at series and I like to go back to series before and go, all right, I lost that this series, but if I would have just swept, and I keep going back to that one game that Kyle Hendricks had a rough one against the uh, the Pirates. Earlier on in the season, it's like, you get a chance to beat up on these bad teams, beat them because now feel that, that win, make it a four-game series, and they split. You know what I'm saying? Like, Instead of having to split against a bad team like the Pirates, it would have been nice for them to take that game. And then you can lose one of these against a good team. And that kind of just kind of picks it up into what's going on to the next series. You know, the Cubs play the Pirates in a four-game set. Take all four. And I know that they're, it's baseball and anything can happen. But like I keep saying, if the Cubs are going to want to be in the thick of it, they're going to have to really beat the hell out of these Pirates, the the Reds, and you're trying to get, I thought, didn't you say 12 wins for the 12 to 14 for this month? You know, if they can do that, if they could take the four here, you're looking at 10, and then you have a series against the Braves who aren't playing the best of baseball right now, six and eight, kind of average, still beatable, and you take two out of three there, and at the end of the month, going into May, you have a three-game set against the Brewers who you've already taken two out of three. And you get absolutely, you know, in the cards, they're not playing the best ball either. Their three starters seem to be, you know, slow out the gate. So looks like a month that the end of it here, take, take four against the Pirates. You know, maybe you drop a series against the Brewers or the Braves, but you're right there. You know, as long as you're not getting swept and two out of three is, is two out of three when you're, when you're beating these teams like the Brewers or the Braves, you'll be right there. You know, that's and that's that's just the fact of it is, is, you know, stack some wins now and and going into May, it's not easy either. I know they have a set against the White Sox and the Dodgers back to back. So if you're looking at, you know, the future. Yeah, we are we are looking at the future juice, and there he is. He's back now. Sorry, buddy. I just wanted to wanted to keep things moving here. But like you said, like yeah, if if this is the future, we got to feel good about that, right? I want you to finish yeah. your thought, but you know, no, I'm just saying, like you, you got to stack these wins coming up mm-hmm. against the Pirates because Agreed. you know you're going to get some tough competition in the next couple series. But keep hitting the ball like they're doing. And maybe, you know, you get some better starting pitching. I think the only stat that I've kind of looked at recently that uh, jumps out to me is Cubs pitchers, uh, opponent batting average, it's 251. So not the thing that we want to see. 250 is too high. Start bringing it down. You know, get down into the into the 230s, 220s. 
you know, you're really kind of looking at a team that, you know, will be in the mix. So starting pitching needs to go a little deeper. You need some better, you know, performances. But like you said, they're going to get every opportunity to stretch themselves out in April here. And I think most Cubs fans should evaluate what the starters do in May rather than what they do in April here. Because like you said, spring training is just, uh, it was too short. And this seems to be an extension of it. That it does juice. And yeah, I completely agree with you, right? Like, again, if we're still having the same narrative with the starting pitching come Memorial Day, then we can, I think, be concerned, truthfully. Like, I think we can sit here and go, okay, maybe things aren't looking as great. Or we can sit here and go, hmm, okay, things are at least fine. And I think that's going to be more of the case, right? Like, things are going to be good. Like, yes, they're going to, their guys are going to have tough starts. It happens. It happens all the time. But as long as they can be fairly consistent, the offense can remain somewhat consistent. They just continue to do the things they've been doing. This team's going to be fine. Things are going to go well, and they'll get things figured out. So I'm right there with you, Juice. I think that's going to be all fine and dandy. But, buddy, I do want to turn it back over to you one more time for this Tampa series. Any final thoughts on the series to kind of close our thoughts out before we look ahead to that four-game set against the Schittsburg Buckos? <laughs> Turn the page. Uh, good to see Patrick Wisdom carry it back into the series uh, and Frank Swindell as well. Uh, those are two big ones that we kind of talked about going into the series and even prior to that um, with the uh, with the Rocky series too that were struggling. Hopefully they got you know themselves themselves straight in Colorado and they just keep that going because this lineup looks so much better when you have those power guys who are you know kind of clearing the bases and, th- and things like that. So, yeah, no, I, I think uh, two out of three, but uh, nothing to uh, hit the panic button about. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there, sir. Yeah, my final thoughts is just take the, the good things that happen in the series and, and remember those because as long as we continue to see those things, good things are going to happen. Like this team's going to figure it out at some point. These guys are going to level set. Like they're playing really well defensively. Defensively, they have they've had one of the best starts in like some crazy odd number of years. It was like 1906 was the last time the Cubs went like 10 games with only one error. Like it's a good stat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Crazy statistic, but like that's encouraging. This team's working hard defensively. They talked about it. Uh Pat Hughes brought it up on the radio yesterday. And I this is because I had to listen to the game for a little bit because I don't have a TV in my bedroom right now. So like I was listening to it on the radio and Pat Hughes even brought it up. He says, you know, this infield state like comes in early, you know, off days will come in like, and they put in work defensively with Andy green. Like Andy green is making a big difference in this coaching staff. I think with David Ross, they're working really hard defensively. And that's so important because remember that when the Cubs won the world series, they were one of the best defensive teams in baseball. And if the Cubs can build on that formula again of being a good defensive baseball team, obviously this team looks way different than the 2016 team does. But like if they play really well defensively, they're going to shock some people. and They're going to beat some people and that's going to scare people. And that's a good building block in this season. to hopefully what's going to be a very promising future here, in, you know, 23, 24 and beyond. So that's kind of just my thoughts is take the good away because that's what they're building toward, right? In this new wave of Cubs baseball. The, the bad things will sort itself out. These guys are professionals. And like you said, short and spring training, they'll come back. But Juice, 
as we do look ahead, the Buccos come to town for four games with the Cubs. That's starting tomorrow night, 640 Central Daylight Time start. It's the only night game of the series, however, and as it should be, because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a beautiful 120 p.m. start. Uh, and fun fact, if you're going out Saturday, which will be the nicest day of the weekend, juice supposed to be about 80 and sunny. Uh, it's really oh. going to feel like a little a little glimpse of summertime in Chicago. I'll be on a golf course, so I will not be at Wrigley. But if other people are are at Wrigley, I hope I hope they enjoy themselves because it's also the 1984 replica jersey giveaway, which is the wagers, the really cool blue pullovers. Um, oh, that's a good day to go. Yeah, it's a good day to go. That's a cool jersey for anybody that hasn't seen them. I think I think if they wore that jersey for like one game a year, I would be absolutely just over the moon about it because I have two custom jerseys in that jersey. I have a Baez and I have a Castellanos in that jersey, and they're both absolutely gorgeous, and I still wear them to this day. I saw somebody had a Strowman one too, and I nearly, I nearly did it. I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> so pretty!" I nearly did it, but I might wait a little bit on that one. But um, nonetheless, Juice, turning it over to you to start things off here. It sounds like Lighter Junior is getting another start. I think that's incredibly worth noting in tomorrow's game. Thank God it's against Pittsburgh, but. Um, I want to want to get your thoughts here. You know, preview the series in your eyes, Juice. What do you got for us in this four game set? Yeah, I think it's a real blessing that uh, this game was called early tonight, um, considering the fact that we don't know really what we're getting out of Lighter Junior tomorrow. Um, I'll say this: I, I beat the bad teams, right? We talked about it. You know, you got to come out, and you got to. This is the other thing too: the Cubs aren't good enough or talented enough not be ready to play each and every night. So the the main key points for the series is get a lead early and then pitch well, right? You know, yep. if and I don't care if it's lighter for four innings and then you go to Keegan for three and then you piece it together, you know, at the back end of the bullpen tomorrow. But, hey, get some wins because these are the ones that are primed for the taking – Makes up for the fact that you lost this series. If you're able to take, you know, three or four or sweep them all, would be even better. But um, yeah, I I think these are these are the ones I watch almost as close as I watch the the exciting, you know, primetime matchups because these seem to be the games that, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, you look up at the end of the year and you go, man, I wish I would have played Pirates better. I wish I would have played the Rays better because those yep. two three games end up being the difference in all of it, and. Uh, and get a couple wins, and uh, I, I think that they should, uh, you know, handle business in a lot of ways. Tomorrow's the only one you really got to worry about, yeah. and after that, uh, you know, home at Wrigley, that'll um, be nice out there. Hopefully, the ball's jumping a little bit. We can start to drive the ball out of the ballpark with a little bit more consistently. Say yeah, say. Yeah. And I think it's hard too because you know you've gotten a lot of cold nights, and it'll be a, a night. There are a couple days, a, a night and a couple days where the hitters are excited to get in the batter's box for one. So, yeah, hit the ball around the ballpark. Uh, let's. I'm, I'm watching for the Cubs to have better starting performances from their starters because with this lineup, there's no excuse not to attack, 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 and go deep into a ball game. And I believe for, other than lighter, it'll be, what, the third time through? on that for a lot of these guys, third or fourth time through. So, uh, it'll be third time through still for Drew Smiley. It'll be fourth time then when they restart with Hendricks. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, if we're talking about a spring training, extended for spring training, these 
three to four extra starts. That's it. Now you're on the clock. Figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's hope that we get some good starting pitching and uh, they win three or four or sweep them all. Would he be even better? Yeah, and don't be surprised if we see at least one doubleheader uh, this weekend because tomorrow's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like high 60s and sunny. Um, so if you could get out to the ballpark on a Thursday evening, uh, it should still probably be pretty nice. It'll probably be a little cooler, maybe upper 50s, lower 60s, but that's still a beautiful night to be at the ballpark in April. Um, there's a pretty heavy chance of rain on Friday. It'll still be in the 60s, though, so maybe they can still get the game, and who knows. Um, but, yeah, Saturday being the best day. If you're in the city, it's supposed to be closer to 75 uh, with a little bit of wind. Uh, it'll be a little windy day here uh, in the Midwest. No surprise there. But out in the burbs uh, where I am, 80 degrees, baby, and I'll be on the golf course. So hopefully those winds help me because they'll be at my back when I take a nice drive. Uh, and I hope straight, can... Ron. Hit well, him straight. That's the problem, Juice. Is I hit one out of every like seven straight. So we'll we'll see how well we do tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but then Sunday, another chance of rain. Still supposed to be nice though. Um, high sixties temperature wise. And then the Cubs get the hell out of town right before it cools off again, back into the fifties and forties. So uh, good on the Cubbies to get out of here. They'll play in a dome and they'll play in warmer weather in Atlanta. I guess it's been in the eighties in Atlanta. I have a cousin down there, um, nice. or cousins, I should say, down there. They said it's been gorgeous. Like my cousin's golfed like four times already, and I'm so jealous. Um, but yeah, so again, though, like this is the nice weather coming up. You're in a dome. Like maybe this is the time now for, like you said, that ball to really start to bounce around and and maybe the offense to stay alive and like really keep things interesting. I want to see, I want to see a right field corner triple from somebody. Like that's just love the triples. You know how the triples Wrigley, get dude. me going. You especially know how the triples get me going. Because that ballpark is so small and triples are so like rare. It's like, oh, feed me a triple, dude. Because, like, there's some ballparks, though, where, like, you, you, I'm expecting San Francisco to be, like, triples alley this year because of that deep, you know, right center. That would be incredible to see just triple after triple after triple. Um, I'm here for the aggressive baseball. Aggressive baseball is cool and tough, too. So um, I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I have nothing else really too much to add. Just pitching, start to figure it out. Offense come alive. It's the it's the pirates. You should take advantage of these games, and if you can't, that's going to really bite you in the ass at the end of the year. So I agree with everything you had to say, Juice. Well put, my friend. Um, I do want to remind everybody, Juice, uh, before we get out of here, that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at On Tap Sportsnet on social media. Uh, Follow the pod specific account. We are at Cubbies at C U B B I E S on tap. That's Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me. I am at Loose on tap. Juice is at Juice on tap. Follow all of our other great contributors at Joey Knows Nothing, as well as at Joe on tap and everybody else that does writing for us here on the Cubs side of the house. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, and yes, Cubs fans, we all have friends that like the Southsiders. Make sure you send them over to us too. Our socks on tap crew does a great job covering those boys on at over the at the G spot on the south side. Uh, also, bets, we got that. Golf, we got that too. Uh, Chicago Women's Sports, Chicago Fire, you name it, we've got it. Be sure to come and check it all out at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media, the Ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. And Juice, before we truly say our, our final words before we get out of here, I need a fly the W series pick from you for the Pirates series. I'm going to take Nico Horner. I, uh, Bats at Wrigley to start the year, um, and uh, it's the Pirates. So I hope he's uh, at the bottom of that lineup causing some havoc. Uh, I was going back and forth between him and Nick Madrigal. 
Um, I'm going to stick with Nico Horner. I like that. I like that a lot, honestly, to be honest with you, man. Uh, that's a good pick. I think, yeah, Nico needs to come alive. That's a guy that really needs to do something come alive here. You know, I'm going to go Frankie Schwindel. He's just, he's on a nine game hitting streak, right? Like, if there is one thing that will keep the man at the major league level, he might not be the greatest defensive first baseman. He might not give you a ton of home runs. You know, he's probably going to drive in a lot of runs if you put him in those run-producing spots. That dude just hits, and I love it. It's refreshing. The dude just fucking hits. He gets the bat on the ball. You know, he's 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 Frankie Two Bags. Like, that's what he's starting to feel like. He's Frankie, Frankie Two Bags. All Frankie right. Frankie Two Bags. Like, that is what he does, start right? The, he hits, start the shirt. Let's get the shirt out there. Frankie singles, Two Bags shirts. Singles and doubles, baby. That's all he does. But he And he drives and runs. He's productive. And that's all they need out of him. That is the beauty of it. Like, if baseball is going to start to evolutionize to where contact is meaningful again, and I think it's going that way, power still has its place. Don't get me twisted. But, like, the contact hitter is going to come alive at least a little bit again. It's not just going to be all these sluggers that every team possesses that strike out at a 25 to 30% clip. It's going to be fun. And I truthfully, I I think Frankie Schwindel is going to have a decent career. It might not be very long just given his age, but a decent career, maybe seven, eight years of just, if that dude continues to hit, he's going to be in the major league. Somebody's going to have him on their team because why do we like him? He gets on base. And sure, he does it via the hit more than just the walk. We like Sayah just because Sayah gets on base at a stupid clip. Sayah say might be on base half the time this season. It's really starting to feel that way. But Frankie Schwindel, we like him because he gets on base. Uh, and that is my pick. Um, Ricotta has no idea who's pitching for the Pirates, but he uh, he says give him Patty Wise. Because like you said, Patty Wise did, you know, can he carry it forward. So I think it's a good pick. We'll get Joe. Uh, Joe Maris's pick as well. And when we tweet those out tomorrow ahead of game one, be sure to respond in the, in the replies with your fly the W pick and we'll somehow get to a way where maybe late in the season, you know, over the course of the season, somebody wins all of them. And I don't know, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out some way. Somebody, somebody's going to win something maybe. Um, so follow along with this. I know we've tried this in years past. Picking on a series basis, it'll be a lot easier to track. So uh, we'll we'll try and give it a go finally, and 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 let's see if somebody can pick the most uh, the most fly the W guys uh, for the course of a season. So, Juice, always a pleasure, my friend. Cubs lose two of three to the Rays, but four games set with the Pirates at home this weekend. Uh, it feels like a perfect opportunity to win the series at minimum, if not getting a four game sweep. What do you say we get out of here? The only way we know how to. Here it comes on tap. Investigate Albert Pujols. Yes, investigate Albert Pujols. And let's go, guys.